Welcome to Watch Over, a podcast devoted to all things Arrow and Elicity. Featuring myself, Jen, aka J Buffy Angel, and me, Kelly, aka Callista Wolf. Be aware we do discuss spoilers and swear now and then, but we will always have fun and you will too. What is up, my friend? Oh, gosh. This recording thing is so weird. I have to, like, click the link twice for me to get in. It's so Are you strange. revealing industry trade secrets? Yeah. I'm like, what the? So I started talking. I'm like, oh, now I have to do the join recording. I'm like, good Lord. So many steps. What's up, oh, man? I know. I'm just bitching about nonsense. <laughs> Your life is so hard. So, what are we talking about today? Well, there's been news, so a little bit of green air on Canaries. We can talk about... uh, Yeah. We have to talk about um, Virgin River, because I just finished it. Um, (laughs) We can talk about that crazy nonsense tweet about fan fiction, because that was ridiculous. That was... What what in the ever-living frack? Okay, so, green arrow and Canaries are officially dead which kaput kaput i don't think anybody is well i take that back because i was like i don't think anybody's gonna be, be surprised by this and apparently that was not the correct well <laughs> i feel the people who weren't surprised are the ones who really were hoping like they really wanted it yeah like well and it's very strange because katie cassidy and oh what's her name juliana hargvate have not really said anything what's her name yeah the other the other laurel (laughs) been like a year and you've already forgotten who she is i am i am a spoiled bitch (laughs) what have you done for me lately juliana is that her name i don't remember i'm just gonna call her julie (laughs) yeah so they haven't really said anything cat mcnamara came out was like, yeah. Ben Lewis said something. Ben Lewis said something. He was bummed. Um, yeah. Then Mark tweeted something in response to what I tweeted, which was, I don't know if he was like, I think he was just waiting for you to say something. Information on top of mine, but he was like, he kind of does it. Well, you know him. He gets Gabby. Yeah, he like he was kind of like I I was like well finally they made a freaking announcement and it was kind of like in the tone of like correcting me, but I was also like like it was almost like well they made the decision a while ago I was like yeah I know (laughs) that's why I said that. My snarkiness at the network, which what the fuck do you care if I pissed off at Pedowitz? Like not bad you. It was just, he had an interesting, like, phrase. Like, he has a Mark way of, like, agreeing with you, but also correcting you in the agreement. He's, 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 he's just very Mark. And, which my husband has a special tone for that. So, like, it, he is saying things in the affirmative, but he says it in a way that it sounds like he's disagreeing with me. 
engineers, man. I tell you, they are. I agree with you, but also you're wrong. Right. I'm like, could you just, like, he'll correct me as, he, as he's agreeing with me. I'm like, how about you just skip the correcting part and you just say, I agree. <laughs> he's like, I can't. Can't do that. Can't do that. Can't do it. I've, it's been no. 15 fucking years. It's ridiculous. Can't do it. So, yeah, it was definitely one of those tweet that I made me laugh because I was like I mean I know that it was a while ago but I guess because of course because yeah Jesus Christ Mark Mark. (laughs) I get my I know quarantine has been a crazy time but it wasn't that long I kept my trap shut I was a good girl what happened a while ago yeah I know You know too, Mark. Actually, so do you. <laughs> now they know because you got daddy. Oh, individual remarkable coincidence. <laughs> but anyhow, long story anyway. short, it's canceled. Most people aren't surprised. Some are surprised, but actually more than surprised, they're disappointed. And for those people, I do feel sorry because I do kind of feel bad for the Laurel Vance fans. I don't feel bad for them. I feel bad for the the Elicity fans yeah. who really wanted it for for the for the, the the future generation. And like I get that. I don't agree, but like I feel bad because you always feel bad. You know, somebody wants something and they really love something and they wanna enjoy it and then they're they're denied. Yeah. I'm like, oh that sucks. Well, and you know, I have to say like I'm probably, like, in the middle of the two camps, like, the ones who don't care or didn't want it versus the ones who really did. I'm, like, straddling the line. I, it took me a long time to decide which side I fell on because I kept going back and forth. And I was like, oh, sometimes I'd be right in the middle with you. Mm -hmm. And sometimes I'd be on one side. (laughs) And sometimes I'd be on the other side. And I think I ultimately landed, like, it's been a year. I'm firmly on that. No. Well, what yeah. I couldn't just like I was super revved up for the for the backdoor pilot that they did in seven sixteen and I was like, Correct. Yeah, like I'm down for this man. But that would have been really but, like I, I feel like I have a very Cat McNamara uh, attitude about the whole thing. Like th- that Green Arrow and Canaries was not the show that I signed up for. No. <laughs> it wasn't the show any, any of us signed, signed up, up for. for. And I was like, okay, I'm like I'm legally required to watch this because uh, there's Elicity DNA on the show, two of it. Right. So it's like, okay, I which I respected anybody. Right. Who felt so it's like, way. okay, like, I, I get right, that. Yeah. I'm in, but like the idea of having to do eight more years. Let's just say it went for eight years. Eight more years of Laurel Lance. Like oh, tired. That's sixteen years. Let's just say it ran. It's it's, it's one of those things that, like, before it was a bird thing, I was like, yeah, I'll watch it, for sure. And then, like, they were on, and and then I was just like, oh, God, I don't know. And for for a while, I was like, oh, sure, if I put up with Laurel this long, I can certainly put up with her for more. And then I was like, "Mm, but I don't know. And then, like, finally, I was like, you know what? Fuck it. Because I feel like there's, there's, it's better for the Elicity fandom specifically mm-hmm. for there not to be any more well that's always my that's always our thing like you and i are not 
super big fans of the story going on were like, after you've gotten the ending you want, no, end it. Pretending so, that Oliver is dead and all this bullshit, yeah. Well, I was like, no. I don't know. Like, I, I think, no. I know there are, like, a lot of people out there who firmly believe that Oliver's dead and, like, now. Go for he it. He was killed because of the planned spinoff, which I don't think is true. I don't think it was because of the spinoff that he was killed. I mean, Mark's been, Mark was, I mean, and again, you know where we land on Oliver being dead or not. He's not dead. He's Jesus. So, no. but, like, Mark <laughs> had been talking about killing him for for, for a, a long time. I mean, back in season three. Like, I'll never forget when he was talking about Sons of Anarchy, the finale. And we're like, I'm, and no. Like, I love that finale. <laughs> and they're like, did you ever think of that for Oliver? And he's like, yeah, I definitely, like, he did his whole spiel about how death is redemption, blah, blah. And I was like, stop talking. I was like, this is, no, we're not doing this. So, I don't really, I actually think in some respects, that Emily leaving and like I just feel like they did give us a happy ending in a way that I think he would have been more brutal had other things not happened oh yeah so it's it's just it's just so I I don't look at this as like like yeah they didn't send Oliver to the netherworld because and sacrifice 20 years of his kids because they were going to do a spinoff because there's about a million ways you could explain why they're not there. In this right. Point. So I, I really don't think that that was the case. I also don't think that they, they I think we think that they have all these long-term plans. And what I've no. learned. They're about thinking about as far as one yeah, season Yeah, like what I've time, learned about television generally. writing is these guys really <laughs> don't think years in advance. And well. And also, it's important to remember that, like most TV writers, including the creators, this isn't necessarily like the Iliad and the Odyssey. Right. Not like it is to the fans. Right. Like to them, it's just entertainment. It's just a show. And yeah, there's an overarching story and they they care. But they're not like gung ho like the fans generally tend to be. And I think that's where a lot of fandom to creator in disconnect comes from is because the fans are expecting the creators to be on that same page with them and they're I don't not. think yeah they're not looking at elicity forever the same way that we're looking at elicity right forever. or like their level of fervor i don't think can ever reach yeah that's the a good word for it, of fervor, fervor a fandom has <laughs> like never. I think there's just so never. much other shit that they have to worry about from a business side and from like you know, timing. And- I also get uncomfortable whenever anybody says, you know, oh, the biggest Elicity shipper of them all was... <laughs> and I'm like, what was it? Bull <laughs> fucking shit! Who says that? Exactly. Why? Like, Why? No. Listen, I, I understand. And I always... I, I go along with it, too, but it's mostly tongue-in-cheek. Because, like, I know. The man was out for Wait. number one. And he wanted what was going to boost the show which is him in return because he's the lead right. you know he wanted what was going to get him the most but just attention. remember in season five when they were broken up and then he started chilling the whole you know they're on separate paths and it's totally great if Oliver has another love interest and people were flipping out over the stuff that Steve said yeah and I'm like listen, listen a guy that like only wants one thing doesn't do that 
listen, and there's also we can't forget, and a lot of people, a lot of people in our fandom really love this, but we can't forget a lot of the reason he was always so dissy towards Laurel and Oliver and focusing the attention then back on Oliver and Felicity was because he just fucking hated right. Kate. It's like, okay. Like, like, that wasn't necessarily because there. he shipped Oliver right. and Felicity. It's because he loathed Well, and I do feel like in that regard, like, he knew that was never, <laughs> ever gonna happen. So I don't yeah. feel like Steve was one of those, like, let's throw no. false hope out there. Like, when he's talking hopefulness for Elicity, he knew that this was, like, the main, this is what sells, this is what we're going with in the show. But, like, he really didn't throw that out there with Laurel because he was like, it's dead in the water. They're never going to do it again. And I do think when season five came along, he was starting to look past Elizabeth. Yeah, I mean, I think, like... His deal was fans were so upset that Oliver and Felicity weren't together again. And, you know, you, you they're, they could lose viewership. So he's selling the current storyline. That's his job. Like, he gets out there. Yeah. He's the promotional um, material. Well, and there might have also been a little well, jealousy I, there, I, too. That, that's definitely how I remember. That's how you and I took it, where he was almost annoyed yeah. that people were so upset. He was kind of like, well, but there's other stuff in the show. But that shouldn't we care about, about Oliver's right. journey like, like, first and foremost? Like, and it's like, nobody gives a fuck about no. Oliver. <laughs> Let him <laughs> make it on the regular. Hate to bring it to you. <laughs> like, we made an agreement back in season two, Stephen. Okay. Just give us the nakedness and the sex and maybe say little words. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. And I'm not going to forget what some of the reason we didn't get the nakedness and sex later on. Where that lay? I am one hundred percent blaming that. Man. Again, I there's a reason, faithful listeners, why I specifically, but Jen and I generally turned our backs <laughs> on Stephen at some Listen, point. Okay, we were loyal bitches for many years. We were very loyal <laughs> bitches. I have a sweatshirt As with his face I. on it. Okay, <laughs> I'm a loyal bitch. And then he went, no, I he like the brand. Out, so. I like the brand of the sweatshirt, so I still Don't wear it, but remember, only like, around this the house. Is the very first, like, Sincerity sweatshirt <laughs> was really, really nice, and I love it, and I wear it a lot. And yes. then he just started shilling crap. Like, his, Well, he see, here's the me. thing. The design on the one I got, the, 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 well, I, I have both. both, but I never I wear them. <laughs> no, the one, the one that I, I still wear, it was one of the later stupid okay. designs. And I, I don't I don't like it. I don't like the design. I don't like anything about it. The only thing I like is the brand of the it's a oh. zip up hoodie. And I first got the story of the hoodie. I first got a hoodie with this brand uh-huh. when I went to go see Hamilton in oh, San Francisco. And I got Hamilton merch there at intermission as as one. Now does. that's a show <laughs> that will never disappoint you. <laughs> no. And but it was a seventy dollars oh, zip up yeah, hoodie because you're, pay you know, oh, you're yeah. paying a lot because right it's fucking Hamilton. But I loved the hoodie. It's soft. It's big and roomy, and it's just like it's everything you want a hoodie to be. And so I love this hoodie. So I'm always on the lookout for other people who are selling hoodies with this same brand. And so when Steve did this campaign, he was selling this shitty ass design on this really great hoodie and I'm like I'm gonna get the hoodie because it's like a half yeah. of the price is the Hamilton one I got and then I right. can have two that are nice so 
I just ride around the house. I don't, I don't go outside with any of this shit. I like, sometimes I no, stare no. at it. I'm I get hawked at stuff on eBay. Like, I have a sincere shirt that is signed by him. Yeah. Do you really? I know. I have so much stupid shit. I'm just like, oh my god, Steven. Anyways, Anyhow, so yeah. So. <laughs> the point being, I forget where we were. The point is, we don't think the spit-off changed anything major in terms of how Arrow is no. going to end. I think what had the bigger impact on Arrow in season 8 was Emily leaving for the season. Correct. And I actually think that worked out. Correct. And I also Correct. think that the cri- I will and it worked in our definitely favor. say yeah. crisis impacted how Arrow ended for sure. But Well, and also crisis impacted, Emily impacted, and Stephen wanting to leave. Right, it was impacted. all rolled up. Now, if Emily left and Stephen didn't want to leave. We're in trouble. That would have been yeah, we're terrible. In trouble. I was like, <laughs> like that would have been like, horrible. God, that they made the announcement. Did they make the announcement that the show was ending before or after Emily? I think before Emily announced she was leaving. Like they announced that there was going to be a season eight, and then I feel like Emily came out and said at some point. They announced that there was only going to be one yeah. more season. Then That's Emily right. announced, and then they announced okay. only ten episodes. Yeah. It, that's the order it went in because it, don't you we remember everybody yeah, was like it was not good i just i was just I or no 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 it went shows ending 10 episodes everybody was upset and then like right. a week later that's emily that's is not pissed that we're only getting 10 episodes and then emily now she's leaving i'm like please dear god don't do anymore <laughs> <laughs> exactly <laughs> i thank god it's only 10 episodes, episodes? everyone changed their tune on that real quick the lord smites overconfidence no 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 i take back what i said about one thing more (laughs) don't do it yeah so you know i think it's what i'm very happy about is that fans know it's out it's done apparently there was also an article about it getting shopped to hbo max and uh which, I, that was not a. I don't think a lot of people understand. Yeah, that was not a recent time. thing, guys. They didn't shop it. To, it's no. not like the CW just passed in like the last couple of weeks. Or, or just like the CW just announced it was passed. It was shopped to right. HBO the next no. day. No, all of this that was last. Spring. It's literally been dead for a while, and it's just waiting until the CW made an announcement. So they did the whole shop to HBO Max a while ago and they passed on to which understandably i was i don't really this isn't it didn't feel like an hbo max tone show no but i get where they were yeah. kind of coming from because there was like that whole star well girl but thing then and, and then also the if it's on hbo max and... you can kind of oh yeah you know i forgot that they had star girl um but Tell people why we shouldn't be then holding our breath for like Hulu and Netflix and all that. Yeah, I mean, I don't know why. Because I know some people stop there. Oh no, 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 no. I, 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 did, I haven't seen all a lot actors, of that, but it, like mostly the, the Laurel fans released from their contracts. Mark is on. He's doing his LA Law thing, and he's got he's got something else. <laughs> just like i knew it was coming up and it's like gone in my brain but he's got two other major projects then um beth has already moved on to doing a different show so the minute the actors are released from contracts like they got i think they got released i can't remember when he said they got released because i you know everybody 
everybody's been noticing Kat McNamara doing a shit ton of projects. And so, like, they're under contract. Like, she had to give Green Arrow and Canaries the preference um, in terms of scheduling. So the fact right. that she's wide open and free to sign up for the stand, that didn't spell good things for us for Green Arrow and the Canaries. So they're Speaking not of which, I started watching that. It's literally, it's dead. It's never going to happen. So... I started watching the stand the other night. It is interesting. We're only like, you know, yeah, part of the way into it. But we finally got to see Kat's character. And I've seen the original. You read the book. The, not original, but, you know, the, the, the 1990 oh, okay. whatever oh, okay. miniseries. And oh, okay. I've read the book. But um, I've seen the other miniseries many times. I always really liked it because it had a really interesting cast. Mm-hmm. You know, and um, Alexa, shut up. Talking about my shit. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we're our special guest, talk Alexa. <laughs> right? It's like, would you just shut up? <laughs> Anyways, okay. <laughs> Anyway, um, the the original miniseries like had some really really good actors and really you know unforgettable performances, and the character that Kat McNamara is playing was like the best word I could come up for her in the original miniseries mm-hmm. was irritating. She was extremely mm-hmm. irritating in the original series, but I like well, I watched her introduction in the episode we watched last night, and I'm like, oh my god cat so well and also it's like this. a totally like, different character from what i can tell than anything she's played before oh man okay so different like so did she says things that like if she tweeted things that her character said she'd get yeah, canceled no. she did i was like oh my god because she did say in an interview i read an interview with her and she was just like there was like a preemptive uh like pr strike on her like i don't agree with any of the stuff that this character yeah yeah no no it's it's amazing to see her saying it but like she does such a good job with it and i'm like that's the highest compliment really i could give her it's like it's a character that i really did not like you're not really supposed to like yeah she's not on the good side but (laughs) i really didn't like her i didn't like how she was portrayed she was always irritating she's like nails on chalkboard in the original miniseries and watching cat do her i'm like I'm actually right. interested in what's happening here. That's good. I mean, that I kind of want to see compliment. more of her because she's cool. Yeah, it is. And so I'm excited yeah. to see more of her character. I mean, so Kat is onwards, upwards. We got Ben doing kick-ass. How adorable is that cupcake? Movies. I just want to like hug him. <sighs> I just want like, like, to go to coffee with Ben. I when I what we I had that on and my husband was like wanders in the room and starts watching you know and he's like I normally hate these was things. it a good that one I haven't really seen good. it yet I really like, don't right? have time so was it, it was good? very very cute it was good and Ben and is he's just, just adorable you know so he's, he's like just, well, he's well, adorable. real life husband right oh my gosh too cute. yeah opposites yeah it was it was very cute all right so that's the major so. arrow news Lauren and I finished watching Arrow season one we just plowed through it. What did she think of our dear? Pretty upset about it. She was like, "Wait, what? 
yeah, that's the so correct her response. Her reaction, Good I job. have to email Mark Stowe, but she was like, you're going to email him. And she's like, you're going to tell him that I am very upset that Tommy died and I question his writing decisions. <laughs> Direct quote. You know, it <laughs> was... It was nine years ago, honey, but okay. (laughs) I will type that out. As this show progresses, there may be a lot more writing choices that you question. Just FYI. That's just like the first and most notable. Yes. (laughs) Listen, we love ourselves Well, and then she was kind of like, oh, so my niece, who's 14, was watching Grey's Anatomy, and she got to, spoiler alert, the uh the season that uh george died that episode yeah i i keep i've never seen the episode but i've heard like i've i even watched something where yeah. somebody was reacting to it like i and it's watched just like yeah. live and i was like like it was one of like it was seriously like my mind was blow and then i went blown and then my brain just shattered into a thousand pieces because i was sobbing so I was kind of thinking, like, oh, I don't know if she's old enough for this show. Because then I was thinking about next season. Because she was like, oh, is there anything else should I I should be worried about? Like, is there? I was like, well, you know, next season, I was like, this, there's a, a shooter in the hospital. And that's really, it's really scary. So I was like, I don't know if you're, I was not questioning my sister-in-law's choices. But I, I just don't think she knows what's on the show. So I was like, I don't know if you're old enough for this um, show. And Lauren just was like, oh, is there anything in Arrow? And I was, I was like, yeah. Fair point. I was like, yeah. Like, Moira gets run through with a sword. She's like, is there any like more traumatic? Is there like something worse than Tommy? And I was like, yeah. (laughs) Shut up right now. Never mind. You can watch Grace. There's a lot of stuff that gets kind of sketchy, but you know. I do like it's I'm fine. We'll be fine. Warn her off, and I was just like, well, I'm not gonna tell you what happens, but yeah, there's way more stuff that. I can't wait to see how Lauren. She's gonna love season, season two because she's just genuinely. Well, she's also new she's genuinely fairly so. bored in season one. She was just like, <laughs> "This is." I know she was like, "You sold me a bill of goods here, lady. You told me there would be Felicity, and where the frack is she?" And I'm like, "Yeah, I'm sorry." Even season two was like it got yeah two very gets real light at so some points. I'm I am like dying for and that's why I disavow to be Sarah because I vividly remember me and Nick's reaction and since she's our progeny I'm hopeful it'll be similar. It's gonna be epic. It's gonna. I want you to video it. If even if you don't post it, I want you to video it and send it to me so I can see it and be like yes. So, and then she's yes, like, I, I need think it. she's much, I need it. Like, this is so funny. Like, she's very, she's a lot softer on moral. Like, she's basically me eight years ago. <laughs> she's, yeah, softer well, here, Yeah, exactly. I'm like, she's soft yeah, on her exactly now. Bad. Just give like, her. Yeah. I've done, it's like that, <laughs> that gift from Harry Potter. I've done eight my time in Azkaban. Yeah, so that was pretty much like we really just had to like plow through it. Like she really didn't have much commentary on really anything else. (laughs) She was just like, all right. She was super bored. All right, awesome. Just had to like, and like she really didn't. I would say the the overarching plot of like with Malcolm, like she still couldn't get, she can't remember who Malcolm is. Like it's a mental block. Like 
who's Tommy's dad? Is he the black? I was like, girl, you are going to have to learn who this character is. He's fairly significant. <laughs> She's like, yeah, I don't remember. Who is he? That? She's like, is that Tommy? I'm like, oh my God. Like, you have to learn this. It's like, not going to, it's going to be a problem later on. Like, okay. But like, she seems like really disinterested in like the bad guy. She's just like, yeah. I think she'll Maybe like she'll like more. Slade oh, more. She understands who Slade is. So I think that's a good starting point. That's that's good sign. <laughs> good point for that to like. That's a, that's a real good sign. We so, like yeah, to see that. I can't really remember. She's pretty quiet the whole thing. And then they killed Tommy and she was like crying. And like, <laughs> she was like, you what are the you worst. Made me like, watch, sorry, I can't tell you. She's like, yes, you could because you've seen it. I'm like, but then I would ruin it. She's like, this is horrible. I'm like, yeah, I know. Okay, so I'm glad she enjoyed it, and I'm glad yeah, you've done we'll season one finally through the season two a little faster, just because it's more. It's actually a good season. It's actually enjoyable oh, to watch. God. Oh no, she did say something. Okay, she's. I mean, at least I know they. I didn't get the wrong baby at the NICU. You know, they they lowjacked her, so it's like and like it was like security. So I was I was never really that worried, but like yeah, know, yeah. definitely my, my spawn. So we get to the scene where Oliver and Laurel have sex. We fast forwarded. And I told her, the only thing that you need to know is that Tommy sees it. She's like, what? I was like, and then we cut to Tommy down on the, I didn't fast forward for that part. I was like, just remember his face. That's all you need to remember. She's like, got it. And then we go to the scene where they're in the house. And he's like, you know, the big confession. I'll never forget your post about that. I feel rage. Like the rage when I watch that. Scene, your like, post about that. I feel like your post about like, oh that though God, was so, therapy to so, so many so Elizabeth fans. Like, It'll be interesting to see if the anger has passed. And I was like, nope, having sex. Nope, still there. I can't even. So, I just love that you have oh. to reason it out. Like it just to make it make sense. You're like, I and have to find a way want to hurt sense. people. I get so mad about it. Like, I want to physically hurt Oliver in that scene. I want to beat him to a bloody pulp because nothing he's saying makes any sense. So, Lauren, there's a, it's never it's never no, mentioned or called no, back to ever like, again. Like, it lives right, in so a little like, bubble. That's what he said. That I've got to give to my kid because she nailed his ass. She was like, he was like, nobody, you know. Nobody really knows me. I'm the person that I've always been. It was always the person that you saw. Like, basically saying Laurel is the only person who truly knows him and ever believed in him. And Lauren was like, wait, what about Thea? What about Diggle? What about Felicity? Like, she just starts naming off these dozen other characters who believed in him and know, actually know that he's a hero. Tommy knows him better. I was like, all you need to take from the scene is that it's a bunch of bullshit. <laughs> and he didn't right. tell and said, her And that he doesn't he tell her that he's the arrow. She's like, yeah, why doesn't he tell her right now? I was like, see my previous explanation, it's a bunch of bullshit. <laughs> and then she was, a little, she was a little bit like, why is... He's, he's telling her pretty yeah, words that she like, wants to hear. Why is Laurel going downtown? I'm like, again, reserve your anger for next season. It's a stupid thing. Got Tommy killed <laughs> because you'll need to remember right. that she went downtown right. when like, everyone told three her not people. to. Her dad, Oliver, and I think Tommy even said, "Stay out of downtown." Literally everybody. She's like, like "But the everybody paper, I have to save ass. the paper." 
so, you, yeah. so yeah so no no she did make a couple more comments so i was like all right good i know that you're my child we can continue to live together it's fine <laughs> <laughs> she's totally like, Jin's well, progeny. and i said i'll be i'm emailing mark her reaction she finds them quite humorous <laughs> she was like he's like are you sure you're not feeding her <laughs> like, i'm not i swear to god i say nothing and this is like all of her reactions on her own i promise i'm not feeding the beast here and like giving directions so <sighs> all right so it is pretty, these are pretty universal, universal reactions, reactions to all that fucking nonsense. okay so show new show that i watched because callie told me to basically guys the way this is working with me and and the way i'm dealing with my entertainment in the covid is um i just wait to, for callie to watch stuff <laughs> And then she tells me if I should watch it. It really streamlines my choice. Basically. <laughs> and my time. <laughs> I mean, I have no, told no. You that like, literally, Nick was it, like, but... oh, we're going to watch WandaVision. Like, <laughs> I said, I was like, Callie hasn't watched that yet. <laughs> you can watch WandaVision, I promise. He's like, are you kidding me? Like, eh. But no, I'm not like that interested in it i'm not really that interested in it either like we watched the first two episodes i know like like, that's kind of where i'm at i I just told him you and lauren go ahead and watch it i really don't care that much so that's fine so i mean i'm it's one of those things that i'm sure it's gonna pick up but right now i'm just like Okay. It's weird. It looks and weird I don't get to me. It. I'm like, I don't, I don't yeah. like the old school 1950s like sitcom. Well, that's like oh, only that's for so an episode. Sold it as, like, that's or two. Be the thing. Like two episodes. Like it seems like they go through the eras of television because at the end, I think of the second episode, they get colorized. And so I think it's going to go into like 60s television, then I assume 70s. Yeah, 80s, none of those. <laughs> Like I don't know. Yeah. Like if I need a reason, because they they keep hinting at there's something else going on here that's like kind of nefarious. Yeah. Like Like, I like Vision and I like Wanda. Mm -hmm. I just like don't think I care enough about them for outside of like. Well, like why? Yeah. Why do I care care about these couple? (laughs) I don't really. I don't. I don't. I'm pretty sure. I'm just like okay. also, Whatever. Died. But you know what? I bet the people who are like hardcore sure Marvel fans. Like, are I like get people it, being so. super excited about That's Marvel like thing. expanding their universe into like the television stuff. I just I just don't know if any of the television sure, stuff sure, sure. I like get really revved up for it. I mean Mandalorian was good. No. Yeah, I'm I mean, pretty good. Like picky. you're picky. <laughs> and I'm picky. So I just let you pick. Like it just works for me. <laughs> I don't have to waste my time on bullshit. Like, it's probably, oh, watch Because I'm always looking for. So I watched version So what did you watch, Jennifer? And you and Michelle were watching it. I was like, okay. I'd, I'd start watching it with Nick, and Nick got super bored, so he bailed. And then you. T- no, it's not a guy show. And It's not a guy show. Like, the first season is slow. Do you remember. What? <laughs> Jennifer. Remember when I when I mentioned a story I wanted to do the, yes. the brothers? Yes, thing. and I'm still anyhow. So mad. It was it was set it was set in a fictional town, oh basically God, the same right? fucking location. Okay, like 
Because when I was watching it and I was like, I sat up at one point and I'm like, I know where this is. I want my story. <laughs> I know exactly where this is. Like, bitch, like a big, huge baby well, until you do this. I'm just going to annoy you. I have, I have, I have, I have, I have for a, it, I have for a that? plan now, actually, for that, so. Well, not that specifically, but that eventually maybe because I'm working okay. on another Okay, okay, this is good news. Yay! Specifically. Okay. Because, okay. like, the whole Bridgerton <laughs> thing, I was like, that's, like, your thing that you were going to do with the brothers, with the other books. So I want it. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. Well, this is definitely, like, kind of a family saga, except okay. I think I stuck that's a sister fine. in. I can do it. So it's like, but same basic thing, because I was thinking, because I was doing another story, and I'm like, I could make this the younger brother, and then I could go back to the older brother who's been All the yeses in later. the world. So. And now that I've seen Virgin River, I really want it. Okay. So, anyhow. What the fuck are you talking People about? are like, what the fuck are you? Just, back to Virgin wait, River. Callie has projects. Okay. So, Virgin River, slow. I also had, so, like, it's all about Mel, who, Mel has the most tragic backstory in the history of backstories. I was, like, I was texting you. I was, like, waiting for her to be, like, I was, like, did she do. Mel's a fucking mess. A Siberian labor camp or something? Because I'm kind of waiting for, like, there, like, it's. No. Like, you think Oliver no. Queen had a tragic it's backstory. It's worse than Oliver Queen, y'all. Like, it's really... <sighs> like, seriously. The poor gal. She shows up, and she's basically a mere shadow of her former self. And then you slowly learn and why like, she oh, is a mere yeah. shadow of her former self. And you're like, everything you learn, you're is, like, holy right. her cat shit. Is How a is she show. still It's a horror show walking. of misery and loss. I'm like, okay. So... So, like, her last-ditch effort to, like, regain any semblance of peace in her life is to completely leave town, move yep. to this tiny town in Northern California, and be a nurse for some crusty old doctors. That part of it's, it, that's a cute relationship. I like the, like, little banter. It's cute. Because he doesn't want I her do there, too. but she's, like, one yeah. here, and they have a cute kind of father-daughter banter that's going on. Basically, yeah, hoping him become like her parents. parents. I don't who, care. Like, they adopt her basically because they're like, your life has been a horror show. <laughs> yeah. She is and their child. Hunky bar. Jack's the hunky bar owner with like he he's got his own a, little tragic history. So they're both like they have ruinous pasts, and they it's all about finding like so scars. One, both. Physical One and figurative. Hang up with Jack and Mel. Because, like, listen, if you're not on board with Jack and Mel, you're going to be hurting in this show. Because it's basically like Mel treats people and she has conversations with Jack at the bar. So... It's, it's, it's a slow burn the getting problem Mac and that Jack I and had. Mel. And I discussed this with Shit. Maddie because Maddie had a similar problem, had a similar problem. And she told me this was going to be a problem for me is that the guy, the actor who plays Mel's uh, husband is uh, Daniel Gillies from the originals, who is Elijah. And he is the tastiest treat to ever be snapped upon. I know. But he's so not I'm in having trouble because like in all the flashbacks, he's literally human perfection as Daniel Gillies is always, always. Right, but you not understand there, but that he's like, not I'm, there. He must be dead. I just want him to be there. 
I know. I was like, but I, he's dead. No he can't be there. He can just like I was having like I was, I was. He was a viable option to me even in the flashbacks, and I'm like, I like him. I like Mark. But I can only. But once I got over that and I moved past it, I was like, okay, I have to. I have to let Mark go. I'm like Mel. <laughs> but here's the thing. That was that's a, that's a viable. That's actually a very good it reaction really to have that. because that's exactly how Mel felt with Mel through the first two seasons. You like, were literally was doing exactly what the show wanted you to do. Which is where Mel was at for a whole shit ton of <laughs> It's not like they presented him as is. Yeah, it's not like they presented him as kind of like a shitty ex-husband or even just like a normal one. He was Elijah playing a doctor. That's how she remembered him as being better. I mean, there's he had a sailboat. The hair was off the charts, amazing. Like there was just a lot. He proposed to her. There was a lot about him that was like it was the cutest thing. But honestly, think think of how frustrating it would have been if she'd had a less perfect husband. And you're like, why is she still mooning after her dead husband? Fair. She should just go and get with Like, Jack. they had to make Mark perfect. You would, you would be very and frustrated with... He is perfect. They had to make him perfect. So that you could understand like, how difficult it was for was her like, to move on. Horrific. Like, God, everything... Oh, my God, was that... Like, you understood, like, oh yeah, God, like I would have, hate like, myself forever, that too. That if that's... Before. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. And like, like her guilt totally yeah, makes sense. Tell you? Because, okay, here's the story. <laughs> Everyone's confusing. Well, if, but if like, you have, the deal. If I you don't want to give like, all the spoilers. Tri- there's like, trigger warnings in it's it not because, really like, spoiler. she has fertility problems. She. It kind of starts out like the be- beginning of her backstory. You find out that she had lost a baby. A baby was stillborn. And then she had fertility problems conceiving again. And those fertility problems led her to fight with her husband. And that fight right. led to a Because the husband was very, died. like, ready to get off the baby train. He was like... Right, she was. She was because it was like, making her crazy. I mean, I've been there before in that headspace. You've been there before. So like, yep, I've been there. Yep, I get it. Like, like it was all like, yeah, I get this. And, like, the husband is, like, is ready to be done. Because I Nick said to me, I want my wife back. Like, I. You know what? Really? It's so funny. Because I was the opposite. But Kyle wasn't. I was ready to get off the train. And my husband was like, no, 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 we're not giving up now. There's always one who's ready to get off the train. And everyone's like, let's keep chugging. I wasn't like super like insistent on getting off, but I was just like I was well, fine I was with just up delusional. letting it, like I letting was hardcore. It lie, but he was like, oh, my no, my husband took it argue. as a personal. No, challenge. I was trying to argue with Nick that I could <laughs> that I could carry another one. <laughs> yeah, he was like, this is like not even. Oh, honey, like, this argument is not even born. Like, it's not even. Oh, no, girl, that bad, right? No, girl. Like, yeah, it was that bad. So anyhow, um, so yeah, yeah, Millie, so you're kind of. She has a lot of issues. She's got some the issues. The other part that I was having when trouble she shows with, up. with the Mel and Jack ship was that the actor who plays Jack, and this is not his fault. This is not his fault at all. He was the first love interest for Meredith on Grey's Anatomy after they killed McDreamy. So I have like all of this uh, anger towards him. <laughs> I didn't like his character. I did like, I was still, all of my Shonda anger like transferred to his character on that show. 
and then it was like residual. Well, and he yeah, was and pretty fucking kind of like... flaky in season one. Like, I did, so we just want to warn you guys: if you watch Virgin River, don't go in there it's expecting a, sh- to ship Melon Jack like, from I, episode we one. Season one, and I was like, it really. All does. right, I think I'm on board. Am I like? Are they an OTP? No, but I, I'm, I'm on board. Like he gets okay, but the real aspect of the show but you're rooting for him that is is enraging and like. It's like it's like it's like hate watching because Jack's got a girlfriend named Charmaine, and she is well, she's not a girlfriend. Well, she's not even a girlfriend. It's the stupidest goddamn thing ever. The town hair uh, stylist, Charmaine. Oh, the next town. She's not even from their town. She's from the next town over. Two years. (laughs) Friends with benefits. Friends with benefits. They, 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 their whole their whole relationship was built off of them agreeing two years ago that they were just going to sleep together and nobody was interested right, in the relationship. Right, so that's where Jack is and on that the whole relationship. The this is just sex. <laughs> God bless this dumbass pine tree woman who thought that he could have sex with the same woman for two years and then like, and, like think that their boyfriend she wouldn't but fall in love like, with him. Calling him boyfriend and introducing yourself to Mel and and Jack's like uh what and 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 Mel brings up a point to him that we just made so you've been with her for two years and you didn't think that maybe she thought you were more than just fuck buddies and he's like well no I really didn't (laughs) yeah we talked about he's like but we had an agreement (laughs) it's like two years ago we visit the agreement so yeah so Jack's like like, maybe have like, like a yearly refresh like, I don't know her. he's literally the whole like whatever it's like Charmaine and Mel and Jack in the same like scene he's literally the Mariah Carey gif I don't know her <laughs> he's literally like think of any scene post season yeah. one of Oliver Felicity and Laurel and like how Oliver was with Laurel like, versus with Felicity yeah, when Felicity like, was in the room worse with Charmaine <laughs> <laughs> just, he just—he—he has no, no interest. And like she in can't. Period. Right. Once she, Mel, particularly once Mel shows up. Once oh, he Mel fell shows up. up with Mel he's got the little hard eyes. He's done. He's like, mm. so, like Charmaine <laughs> cannot take a hint. Like she is, for the first season, she's not so bad. Like she's like. She gets pissed no. at Jack. Jack does end things with her, and he's like, "Yeah, you know." And she gets really pissed off with him. She like, gets yeah, rightfully pissed like, this, with him. She's like, "This is some bullshit." And she's like, and "Now you're telling me that you don't want anything to do with me, and that oh, it doesn't have anything to do with Mel." And he's like, "No, it doesn't." She's like, mm-hmm. "So, like, do I believe Jack would continue sleeping with Charmaine if Mel wasn't around?" Yes. So I'm not saying like Correct. Mel was yes. the driving force, which is what Jack's trying to explain to her. But like his point is, because she tells him that she's in love with him, and he's like, "I'm uncomfortable. I'm uncomfortable <laughs> with your emotional." <laughs> yeah, he's like scene five forty five. He's like looking at the deck door. <laughs> it's literally Oliver Queen jumping on an airplane after we should build a life together. I'm gonna go back to the island. See ya. <laughs> Literally that. <laughs> if he had an 
island. Oh, because Jack don't want no picture. And taking <laughs> Mel with him. Not leaving any pictures. <laughs> Remember me fondly. Okay, so Cal warned me. I was like, she's right. And you're like, batting down the hatches because she gets worse in season two. So, like, what could she possibly? And you're like, whatever okay, do you mean? <laughs> bitch, crazy. Like, single white female, no, fatal attraction. Oh. She is Glenn Close from Fatal Attraction. Like, I am waiting for boiling bunnies and knives to get, like, pulled out in season three, which might have happened. Yeah, so. She's bitch be cray. So, spoiler alert, she ends up <laughs> pregnant with Jack's kids because, of course, she's having their babies. And they're twins! Yeah, kids! Kids! She's has she's having twins. Like, what the fuck? Like <laughs> it's like, one of those situations like, that just progressively so gets worse. She is so like stalkerish and crazy lady, and she just like she lies about like she's so crazy. I was like And she tries to play off her craziness no, like I'm hormonal. No, you're crazy. Extremely powerful painkillers. <laughs> Guys, like the level at which they are treating the severe morning sickness, I was like, I've had that, and I know there's really severe kinds, but I felt like they were like treating it like she was on dust doorstep, and I'm like, just put an IV in her, like literally. Right. So then she's like, well, she wouldn't let anybody put an IV in her. I get so lonely. So Jack doesn't want to stay over. It was one of those right. things that, like, Jack, Jack right. felt sorry for her. Jack felt responsible for her. And Jack also had already told her, hey, I'm not right. interested. Which and is he fair. He only had to say that once. But it turns out saying right. I'm not so, like, interested stays is over. the only thing you have to do with her. Because if you let two days go between telling her she's not, in, you're not interested. Right. So he stays over. You're suddenly and interested he's talking about how lonely she day. is. So he gets her a puppy. <laughs> And so she thinks the puppy means that he wants to marry her. And you're like, no, Charmaine. And then like, she gets really pissed off at him because he didn't sleep over. He, he said, I don't want to sleep over tonight. He makes some, some excuse. And then I think he ends up sleeping over at Mel's house. And then she finds out, like, she, she like, interrogates him. Like, it's Spanish. It's like Spanish Inquisition. She, like, she freaked her out. Lid that he slept over at Mel's. And he's like, well, that's okay for me to sleep over at Mel's because, you know we're not together <laughs> she's like i'm having your babies he's like i understand that but also we don't have to be together for you to give birth to my children so then it continues then he buys a house and so he's telling her he bought the house and how it's like between the bar and her salon so it's a place you know like jack's buying the house for him and his baby and the babies Right, yeah, he was bought. He bought a house in between the two towns, 
so that right. he could because other he was living above the bar, and he was like, a bar is not a good place for kids. So he was thinking, right, we'll do shared custody or whatever, and this house would Meanwhile, be good to have the kids come over and stay at Mal this house. Where she's like, oh, I'm gonna my aunt and uncle in like Cleveland or something offered to let me stay with them, so I'm probably gonna go move there with the babies, and then. And she's not telling Jack that she's planning on moving out of state with his children. Like, that's, like, custody arrangements doesn't seem to be something that Charmaine has any understanding of legal uh, restrictions or requirements when you have genetic DNA with a child. But anyway, so he tells her he's grabbing the house. And then she's like, this is super creepy. Like, oh, I had no idea. Oh, you have family. And she's like, oh, you want us to be a family and get married. Like, Kissed him and he's like, whoa, crazy kid. Kissed him, everything. She's just like, you're making me crazy even though I'm not crazy. Like, no, you are definitely crazy. Like, this bitch I'm like, you're crazy, bitch. She is more (laughs) annoying than Laurel Lance. And we do not say that lightly. We're not saying that lightly. That is an actual truth. The level that we are probably seeing of the annoyingness. So it's fun to hate watch her. At some point, I told Callie, like, if I could figure out a way the babies would be okay, I'd drown her <laughs> at this point. Like, she's got to die. <laughs> she truly worse. is. Just, so like, the worst. I, I won't spoil the season finale, but I feel very strongly that Charmaine did it. <laughs> so we're either going to get a prison baby or she's going to die in childbirth because the dumbass is having her babies at home when there's twins. Like, most of the time, twins are delivered in C-section. Most of the time, I, I think that's, like, a statistical thing in my brain. But I could be wrong. It's like, this doesn't feel like a great idea. And everyone's telling her, don't have the babies at home. Have them in the hospital. If you're having twins, like, I Well, don't, especially if you're I, I mean, twins. I, I rarely know of twins <laughs> delivered. Right. So she's either going to die or she's going to go to prison. And there's some people like she's going to go stay with her aunt and uncle. I doubt that. If she did, she'd sign over custody. Oh, there's just an article on her on TV line. Virgin River, Lauren Hammersley knows everyone hates Charmaine, but Mm. there are two sides to the story. No, no. There are not two sides. We've seen Mm. both sides. Lady. There's only one side, it's honey. Crazy. <laughs> She's crazy. Are I've seen her side. Her side sucks. Listen, I do think it was shitty for Jack to just sleep with her for two years and not like make sure that there weren't any feelings involved. It was pretty obtuse of him. But to be fair, he went into it telling her, I don't want a relationship with anybody. I just want to have sex. And she was like, yes, bitch, me too. And if she, that changed for her, that yeah. was up to her to bring up to him. And the way she did it is was like she expected him to feel the same way she did. And it was like, mm, I think it was stupid of him not to expect her to change. But also, he's a dumb fucking man. He's a pine tree of the olive variety. I know, like variety. all of these shows like, are built around he's men stupid. making decisions. Men are and stupid. If there's one thing that you can glean from a television show is that men make terrible decisions. <laughs> left to their own devices they are a hot mess horrible decision especially the heteros so... <laughs> yeah. oh my god i they're was just they're just uh, they got, they got so anthony problems. on bridgerton uh this is how he describes describes the show it's about toxic masculinity 
And how about these brilliant, well-realized female characters make way better decisions than the men? <laughs> I love him. He's not wrong. Yeah. So... There, I, I retweeted yeah, that article with the perfect gif. You're not showing up on my feed yet. I should have, like, priority Cali notifications. What the fuck? Oh, yeah. Oh, I don't yeah. know, darling. <laughs> that is the perfect gift. But it's not. We've seen the two sides. <laughs> they presented it fairly, yeah. impartially on this show. And there's no way to not take this woman as crazy. There are yet. not two sides. I had, I said she a Lily Young gift because I don't know what worst. it was about Lily Reinhardt's reading of this line. It just cracks me up. She goes, Bitch, I'm done with you. Let's go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, that's literally my reaction. Every time that woman comes on screen. Oh my god. So yeah, it's actually really like you're there for Mel and Jack, but you stay to hate on Charmaine. Like I'm gonna be like I want her to die and I want her to go to prison, but it might be a little sad to lose her as the most annoying TV character of all time. No no no. No 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 no. Okay, this is what she said. Okay, firstly she says some people treat her like she is Charmaine. I'm like, okay, well that isn't true. No. Right, right. But right. there's always yeah. going to be these people that do this, and you're like, why? Why are you the way you are? Anyhow, it says, there are two sides to the story, Hammersley says in her character's defense. Charmaine really wanted Jack Fair. to be so her, her fucker for two years without getting. Yeah, true. She did. <laughs> but his heart belongs to Mel. Also true. It's been tough, a tough go for Charmaine, but I can see why people just want her out of the way. Because of the chemistry between Jack and Mel. No. It's not first of all just the chemistry. Like even if right, Mel wasn't there, all, I'd, sure I'd want Jack to, to be like out of the way for Jack her, and but, Mel you know. to be together. Jack has been very clear with Charmaine. Like you can no. stick around and you can be the mother of my children, but I'm totally getting together with Mel, and that's just the end of it. So like Mel, it's like it's not actually she's not actually an impediment to them okay, being so- together. No, no. Yes, yes. This, this yes. has very much like, shades the of Laurel and Katie Cassidy. So she goes on to say, she goes on to say, what Charmaine wants is pretty simple, Hammersley says. She wants love. She wants a family. And she wants to be connected. Not just to Jack, about? but also to Hope. Bitch, say what? <laughs> she feels like she belongs at the salon, but she oh, really no. wants to belong in Virgin River. Oh, oh, by the way, hell no. mother, she's got these chatter. Doc cheated on Hope with like twenty years ago, so the whole family is just problematic. Yeah, right. So, like, you you just start <laughs> off hating her just genetically. <laughs> okay. She's got these shattered relationships, and I don't think a lot of them are her fault. <gasps> that one isn't, but. So I feel compassion for Charmaine. And now she's pregnant. First of all, and the guy who what is she? To her she's is be, with but another how old woman. is so Charmaine? First of all, the fact that Charmaine is pregnant, she looks 40. The fact that she's pregnant with twins. She looks about 40. <laughs> Second of all, I would feel like at 40, you would know how birth control works. Oh, no. So this whole Jack did this to her. Listen, she didn't climb on top of herself. You know what I mean? Like. Yeah, okay, I get it, but on the flip side, she's a grown-ass woman. Yeah. 
speaking of what we just said, speaking of what we just said, it goes on. This is funny. It's going to make you laugh. Speaking of that other woman, Hammersley says she originally sent in an audition tape for the role of Mel, then got a phone call a month later saying she'd booked for a different character. I'm paraphrasing, but Charmaine's description in Robin Carr's books, spoiler friends, if you didn't know, these are based on romance novels um, written by a woman named Robin Carr. Anyhow, Charmaine's description in Robin Carr's books is basically that she's just that she's 10 years older than Jack. (laughs) And you could tell that she used to be beautiful before she had a few kids. Hammersley recalls with a laugh. So I, mean, I would say she booked I don't know if she was ten years older than Jack because she, she looks ten older. years older than Mel. I don't right. think she looks older than Jack, but she certainly oh looks older God. than Mel. Wow. Oh, mm. but they are changing the character. Ugh. Oh, yeah. fortunately, I was told that they were changing the character in order to create a more Listen, more competition and frustration than mission accomplished. Doesn't exist. <laughs> Jack is the very clear. It's not really. It's, it's like, the same it's like competition that Kim Cassidy used to think was the there. The reason why fans hate Laurel is because she's a threat. I'm like, no. That's not why. She's not even a threat. Yeah. Right, that's why you said saying Charmaine's a threat. <laughs> she's like yeah. that little fly it's that like keeps a, landing flick, flick it on your stuff. And you're like, would you just fucking die <laughs> But like at least like Laurel wasn't jumping you're annoying as hell. season three and being like you're you're buying an apartment is that for me and you and he's like we literally haven't been together. Oh my god, day. can you imagine though? She's a, I I mentioned this to you the other day and I feel this act this <laughs> this description is accurate. Charmaine is yes. How Laurel is in fan fiction. <laughs> Think of most Elicity fanfics you can imagine where Laurel plays the other woman. Or right. That's yeah, she's literally is. presented. Like, Laurel is always kind of crazy pants in these fanfics, but yeah. Because it's fun to write a character. She's fanfic like that. Laurel. It's really fun. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. I hate, watch the hate. Oh, and it's fun to hate Rox and just like scream at her. Yeah. My, I mean, my good friend, my good friend Shell called her champagne. It's okay. I had a hard just time. Couldn't, what it couldn't was it be bothered to get her name right. Named after toilet paper. <laughs> Charming. <laughs> I love our fandom. That's not very best. nice of us. They're the absolute best. Okay. Anyhow, so it's a fun show. Y'all should watch it. Watch it's it. okay. You'll still like it. Um, okay, then we have to talk about this craziness. <laughs> um, somebody was tweeting about fan fiction, and I don't even know who this person is. Somebody, somebody you know, it never it. goes well when someone who yeah, hates like, fan fiction feels the need I to mean, broadcast that they hate Yeah, it was. I mean, I almost. Like, I read where the did whole you think thread. that was going to go? And I was like, it's almost impressive how much wrongness is consolidated into one Twitter Twitter thread. <laughs> like, like she's consistent. <laughs> so, <but> yeah. <laughs> it was it right. was one of those things where like the first it just tweet kept going was really just kept horrible, going. and then they just like they got worse. 
and it was amazing. I got it like, up. I got it, it up. So I get it. So okay. it's you want me to read so the thing? Or you want incredibly to bleak okay, how many it. contemporary aspiring writers cut their teeth on fan fiction, a form that actively teaches you to write worse. And then she goes on, but some, I can't even say this is true, but some published writers start with fanfic. Yeah, E.L. James and Cassandra Clare, they're fucking terrible. Yeah, but they're millionaires. So. Right. They're also, I mean, they the, are successful. They're also so. not the but only okay, writers who got their start in fanfic. Enjoy. But anyways, but go on. Low effort, formulaic, lowest common denominator writing is bad, actually. Okay, but fanfic is often no. I, I yeah. Every like, single okay, romance okay. writer like went. This is the real the point. This is when things get pretty dicey. Okay, but fanfic is often queer. Great, but did you know that queer literature exists outside of fanfic? Of course, people know that. Like seriously, what is that like? Okay, it's a lot more meaningful to read legitimate queer stories to then to mash your plastic action figures together i kind of feel like this is really where she craters out so so let's just say let's just say you're queer and you write fan fiction according to this person you're not a legitimate queer person a queer writer like you don't count or you're not a legitimate queer writer an entire group of people it's always nice to do that on twitter Oh, that could be it. Okay. If, no, I think she craters up coming up here next. Fanfic I'll, pu- I'll point it out. Meaningful queer literature. Queer kids shouldn't learn what it means to be queer by reading recycled Disney IP. You have a lineage. Study it. Honor your ancestors. In my humble opinion, arguing that women need fan fiction is profoundly misogynistic. I'm a woman and I can read and write actual stories. I don't need training wheels. But hey, if any of you actually believe in social social justice and publishing, you'd be more concerned with Amazon's working dis- conditions instead of shitting your pants because some question questions your value of Harry Potter's There it is! There's the crater! What? I forgot she did that. There's the crater! I found oh, it. She keeps going. She keeps yeah. going. Uh, but everything is fan fiction because yeah. it uses letters and she words that. that existed in previous works of literature. Please stop talking. By the way, if you're going to use an identity-based argument, I'm Puerto Rican, so you're out of luck. I mean, she goes on and on and on, but I'm going to stop there because it was yeah, just... I don't that's know. what I'm saying. It's like, it almost impressive how many bad takes were in, in consolidated into one person in one thread. It just... It was one of those ones that just like... It just went... It was so bad. Like we were already at a low just, like, point. It was like I mean, a, a. It's funny. It was like, like a snowball rolling down a hill, gathering read more it, snow. The thread, not because like we're supporting what this person said, but because the responses are solid gold. I mean, the yes, I did. Fantastic. Did you see the one from Jane Lynch? Oh my god! Like actual writers who are published who started in fan fiction are like. like owning her ass and then of course there's just people who are just hysterically funny oh what was it i've i've heard this term before and i love it now i get to use it again they were folding her <laughs> like laundry i also love that people went into her um, i figured out what she has written and just savaged it like it's just and it's basically fan fiction it's hilarious so yeah so 
read the thread because it will make you pee your pants. You're laughing so hard with people's responses. And yeah, just so you know, people be crazy. And there's nothing wrong with fanfic. And there's certainly nothing wrong with writing fanfic. And I actually think it's a great tool to build your confidence in writing. And I think it's a wonderful way to spend your time. Well, and right. also, like, that's the, there's, that there's this, there's this idea that if you're a fan fiction writer, you want to be a published, a published writer and write original stories. No, some people just, there's, that exists, but yeah, like, it's okay. If sure, there are some that. that do, like, why there are, we, are some that don't. Like, again, yeah. why are you jumping up and down? This is the thing I never understand, the vitriol towards people who are in fandom and who enjoy fictional characters and who enjoy writing fanfic and who enjoy watching television and movies. Like, the vitriol in people's reactions to it, I find to just be bizarre. Because, like, who are you, who are you hurting? Well, in the way she really, she really just discounted, like, like I will never forget she discounted the value of the community. Said. Some interviewer was like, that goes with like fans. And he was just like, well, I've known a lot of people who spend their time drinking and doing drugs. So being enthusiastic about a book series, I think, is an okay way to spend your time. Like, there's other other compulsive behavior out there that is way worse than somebody enjoying a television show and writing a story about it and publishing it on our own of our own. Like, calm down. Like, this is not... This is not the hill to die on, lady. This is not the part of the world that needs saving. You know what I mean? It and was I, for me. In the, it was the first a, time, a I'm just like that is, that is a take. you know fan fiction is a major hub for people to find other people who are like them and you know connect and see characters reflect. Yeah, like you're it is, the community the is actually an important a, a support network that part. people have found as meaningless because it's not. well, like okay, and I if have, it brings people joy, just what because, you care. Here's the other thing: like the like, published aspect it has nothing Listen, to do with you. It to me with the published aspect, it it works very similar to TV and movies. There's a shit ton of crappy movies and television made. Just because you got it on air doesn't mean it's going to be quality product. Like, I have written stuff that I know is good, but I'm not going to publish it. I'm not going to, like, I just, I know is good, and I'm happy with it. But that doesn't mean that I am, like, that you're any less of a writer if you have, if it's not published. You know what I mean? Like, if this is a part of yourself that you enjoy, um, you know, sharing, or, or this is part of your entertainment, and this is how you express yourself, you don't have to be a published writer in order for you to be a writer. Like, if you want to write, you're a writer. Riz right. End right. of discussion. All you Done. have to do to be a writer so is I just, write. I just think that her whole take on how she measures success, how she views writing. I actually think if you get into writing just because you want to be published, it's kind of like be- get, becoming an actor just to be famous. Like, it's gonna. There's gonna be an empty side to it. I think. Well, yeah. It's it's like. Right. Or like it's I'm like be in the becoming carpet, an artist. So I'm, just you know, so you I'm gonna go be to gallery on the red carpet openings. so I can wear you know or something like... labels and get my picture taken. So I guess I'll do movies. It's like, well, but maybe you should like I don't know have an appreciation and passion for the art form. Just saying, might might be a more fulfilling thing. It's 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 just as difficult as it is to write. 
to do it simply for monetary gain. Right. And here's the other thing. It's like, a good way to make fiction, yourself completely Like, miserable. it's one thing to write something. It's another thing to write something and share it with people. Like, it's free. Like, when you are sharing something in your you wrote, share you're it, exposing it's a very vulnerable side of yourself. You are opening the door to criticism, which I don't care who you are. Criticism Correct. is always hard to take, no matter what is a, about yourself that's being criticized. That's just being human. So to act like these people aren't risking Correct. anything. And yeah, guess what? I Everybody knows that the you know fictional entities are owned by the people who created them. Like, we know that. You know what I mean? I don't own Arrow. I get that. Okay. I don't own, uh, you know, that's owned by Warner Brothers and CW and I'm sure Mark's got a little slice of pie, whatever. Okay. But that doesn't mean me, that doesn't mean I can't <laughs> use the characters to write about for fun. Like that doesn't have anything to do with anything. So this chick was, it was just kind of like off the charts, insane talking that we were like, okay, super, super wrong. Okay, so you watched a couple of episodes of WandaVision. So very, very super wrong. It's really getting to be kind of a thing. It's getting to be... It's a problem. I've been slowly but surely making my way through the fourth season of The Crown. I am a couple episodes out. I just finished the one where the Queen and Margaret Thatcher bitched to each other about South Africa, and I I'm tell you was what, calling Margaret Thatcher four, bad names like every other word. None of the characters <laughs> come off looking good. No, none of them look good. But any episode where it makes right. me be like on like the queen side over anybody, basically, like oh my god, how big of a gutter troll for they the need queen to be, to be on the moral side. <laughs> you're like, wow, to make me be like, yeah. Like I'm actually on her side for the fucking first time. That was really bad. Quite a bit. So it's not a good. It's I mean Charles is fairly abysmal. Just be prepared for that. But like at least you know going into it, Charles is an abysmal person. Anyways, like we if you grew up in the 80s and 90s, like you know Prince. Yeah, this this is information. You guys, we grew up in the time where none of this is information. Princess Diana was on every tabloid. (laughs) There was no social media, but she was on every magazine, every tabloid. Like you can go to the. Like in like I don't think and we knew even under- they I think it's hard for her kids nowadays like to even understand business. the level in which that woman was hounded by press. It is an unfair like she was the most famous person in yes. the world. I would say more famous than Michael Jackson. There was not any country that didn't adore her. You know what I mean? And it was, it made it particularly right. and I think, disgusting it, you know, how Charles she, was Well, I think right off the bat. Well, and, yeah. and, 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 too. I mean, it's like, really just. You guys it's just are disgusting. It's just a tragic story from start to finish with that poor woman. So, I. Yeah, you know, it's such They could have embraced her and they just. Family in the sense that it's literally like a law firm, but they're family members. Yes. And there's 
the they're they're so insular govern their lives and uh to say the royal family was out of step with contemporary society basically in the 80s and 90s like what about that episode where where margaret found out about the cousins that was like you were really mm-hmm. like with Margaret, and she's like, "What yep. the fuck? This yep. is fucked up. How could you? How could you do this?" It was, it was, it's, 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 it's horrifying. There's, there's been nothing in this season Pieces of crap. to dissuade yeah. me from thinking the royal family are well, all a bunch of c words. But right. <laughs> it's, it's gonna get way worse. So just but like down. every I episode that I, I watch just you. makes me. I think angrier. I tweeted out like, when I finished season four. I was like, "Oh good, I I'm excited." God that there was more love in this marriage than what was portrayed in this season. But I have a feeling it was way worse in reality than what they showed on the television show. Like the Royals are all up in arms because, you know, now we're getting to the right. Now we're going to get to dirty laundry. and They're yeah, just pissed because somebody like, nailed like, them right. Be, for people think this is a documentary. People, like, people think this is a documentary. They're like, who told? Like, well, <laughs> Okay, we know it's actors. We know it's not a documentary. Trust me, there's plenty of documentaries about you assholes out there, too, that doesn't portray you guys in here. Trust me, watch those, too. (laughs) Trust me. Like, if you need a documentary... Netflix has a couple of them, in case you're curious. There's a couple documentaries that show you that you're the complete jackasses that you are. Right, so... I actually think... They show you as even worse. This one actually gives you the moments like the one V... Margaret Thatcher, where I'm like, yes, you're right. Soften the queen and make put her in a better light than what was in. Yes, this is what I believe was in reality. They they paint her as more sympathetic. Yes. Well, and there is, and I was discussing this with my husband yesterday. There's something about her Mm. and Philip to that, Mm. for that matter, Mm -hmm. that is familiar to me, and it's it's generational because. Her and Philip yeah. are, and Margaret, for that matter, are from the silent generation. Mm, interesting. And that is, my parents are silent generation. Why do they call it the and silent generation? I'm very familiar with that. Um, there's a lot of reasons, but the the one of the the reasons I found out, which I was like, of course, that makes perfect sense, ah. is they were the the generation okay. where children are to be seen and not heard was really put out there okay, and it. they then passed that on to their children but which then is the gen, gen x, x raised the millennials me. and so we were treated mm-hmm. that way yeah we were treated that way by them because that's how they were treated and so they're they're all very much about stiff upper mm-hmm. lip okay they were they kind of grew up during the depression in world war ii and that really shaped them and so they they put that on their children and it, it, it's kind of right. silent generation parents were very yeah. openly affectionate with their children. Mine, mine certainly weren't wow. with me. I can't tell you how yeah. many well, times baby, I got hugged maybe generation too. one hand. I you think know. so, yeah. It's well, is it really? But um, I've, I've seen more affectionate baby boomers. I had a friend who's, whose mom was baby boomer. I remember I was she was the uh, yeah. It was the first time I saw a mother and daughter like really affectionate with one yeah. another. 
mm-hmm. and like seeming to like really enjoy each other. And they that's true. I mean, my parents are baby because... boomers. I'm not quite Gen X. I'm at the. They say I'm the, I'm I'm either Gen X or um, millennial. I'm kind of like in that little weird middle spot where I'm a Z. What do they call that? Xennial, yeah, or Xennial, whatever. <laughs> So, like, but, like, my parents, like, the way you're describing the queen sounds very similar to my grandfather. Correct. Very stern, not a ton of affection. But then my parents, they were very strict, but I think they were way more affectionate affectionate than your parents. I think that's that's a little bit more of a boomer thing. They will be strict. But there's more affection. Because there's that in there. Right. But they've learned that, hey, you know what? Denying your kids affection does no good. Right. No, so, it really doesn't do anything. But my, favors. but but yeah, my parents' generation. So when I see that in, when I watch the the Queen and Philip and Margaret and everything, particularly the Queen and Philip, yeah, that to me, it's it's familiar, but not in a way that's comforting. Let's put it no, well, like, and I'm not uh, saying Diana yeah. was uh, uh, an angel. I think there were a lot of emotional issues and she she was very needy i think she went to she was she looked at this as not duty but a family and love and was she was going to an empty well you know what i mean and she yeah and she was she reacted reacted emotionally to it the way she did because she wasn't wasn't getting getting that support and you're not allowed to be emotional in any way with these people no for some reason no The, the the more emotionally you react, the more they push you away. Yeah. I was thinking of that that moment where she hugged the queen. Right, she was basically begging yep. her, like treat me as a as a child that yep. you loved and hug her. Like, and like the how queen's I fucking didn't want to. Have you met Charles? It's <laughs> like what the hell is she doing to me? And I do think Charles was more me. affectionate with William and 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 Harry as a result of what his his parents how his parents were correct. Which is which is spot on for for boomers, young you know, younger boomers and older Gen X, well and younger Gen X and 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 so on and so forth. With our children is is we're we're yeah we're kinder to them because we've seen what it's like to be frozen out. By right. Parents. Well, I just this whole this whole moral outrage that the royal family has over the queen. First of all, they thought it was the greatest thing since sliced bread the first season because it was just all about her and Philip, and they had to do a little defense of Philip because he's a misogynistic asshole. But but we all been new. Like, how many people have seen the the movie The Queen? Oh, I was just gonna bring that up because, <laughs> like, in that movie, I was like, I felt like, okay, this is this has got to be fairly accurate because this is what I feel like it's like like the fact that they could not fathom why people were upset that Diana is dead I was like yeah yeah that's the problem or that they thought like it's it's a family yeah. issue so it should only be us that really You're, care yeah it's like, like, like have you been this right like she's years? the most famous person on the planet right now and she's dead but okay it's just it's just you guys who should be and it felt like they were in active mourning for her they wanted nothing to do with her by the time she died well and james cromwell did a perfect prince oh my gosh and he portrayed him as a as a grumpy old bastard and that's exactly who he right and the queen is just very cold very distant like you spend they spend the whole you know basically the whole film just trying to get her to clue in that like people are upset and you need to be there for the people but remember that episode of the crown with the um the landslide in that town and yes, Wales. yes, and her reaction to that, 
And she kind of learned right. from that. But, like, she didn't hold that. No, because she did the exact same thing when Diana died. Like, she's had two, Mm -hmm. I would say, major, like, I give the woman credit. She has been queen for 100 years, and she's devoted her life to duty. (laughs) I don't think she's ever going to die. I actually think she made a deal with Satan. I don't think she's ever going to die. Oh, no, no. No, Kyle and I have a theory. We have a theory. What's your theory? She's. She's deliberately not dying through her until Charles right. dies. I was like, I, because I she am, doesn't want Charles I to be king. I am convinced Charles will die first. She's gonna live to 120 <laughs> just to spite him. Like Charles will die and she'll die the yeah, next day. Like it'll literally be like Charles dies and like maybe she'll make it two days and then she goes. <laughs> she's just waiting because she doesn't want that no, to be she's king. Just, she her sheer force of life will is based on getting her will is very strong just give her son the biggest fuck you in the history of fuck yous like that is what is keeping her breathing but also my question then becomes how is philip still alive see i think that it might be like a joint satanic deal that they made i think that's i think that's a little bit more cool because the man literally looks like a white I mean, horse. I don't understand. Like, didn't he get COVID and survive? Like, how is that happening? I don't know. I remember, like, yeah. No, I don't know. I don't know if he got it or what, but, like, like why is he dead? The other thing that I'm worried about, like, maybe <laughs> she will die first. I find that very hard to believe. But let's just say it happens. Does this mean that Charles, like, this is, like, a family gene thing? Does this mean Charles lives to, like, 102? Because I can't do 102 No, because, listen. Charles. The men in that family don't live as long. Can't do it historically. I hope, I hope not. Like I just can't do that many years with that. Well, think about like her dad. Of course, her dad had yeah. lung cancer, but then her uncle yeah. died. Mister Abdicate. <laughs> All this stuff. But then again, Philip is living for fucking ever. So who knows? This is really funny. My mom is a hundred percent Irish, and so they get to there's a whole Mount Batten <laughs> couple episodes. And she was like, the mountain battens are. Yeah. So yeah. she is, my mother has, she's like, I don't think I'm on a no fly list, but there are sympathies to the IRA is all I would say. So she was like, I probably should have been a little bit more upset about the Mount Batten episodes, but I really wasn't. I was like, yeah, I wouldn't share that in an airport. <laughs> they're going to, they're going to no, probably no not. fly list. I didn't know that that happened. Oh, you so we're watching that episode, oh. and all of a sudden that happened, and Kyle and I were like, "Holy yeah, shit!" They blew them up like they weren't fucking kidding around anymore. <laughs> oh my god! I actually think totally like they took missed, us by surprise. I think it. I think they kind of misfired too. I can't remember. There was like a mishap. They couldn't see the boat or something. They would have killed all of them. But yeah. Well, and like, I I think. Well, no, the bomb was on the boat. Oh. But, like, I think he lived at least until they got him to shore. Yeah, it was really. And then he died. Yeah, it was pretty. It was pretty yikes. Yikes. Yeah. <laughs> like, blew off his legs or something. I don't it know. Was it was not nasty. a good way to go. The Irish don't fuck around, so don't muscle them. Especially the Irish. But it made Charles very, very sad because he loved himself so well, much. Well, and I think, I think uh, young uh, uh, Arthur. And I think, I think, um, uh, what's their oldest boy's name? It's Arthur? Ed, you mean Edward? No, the Kate, Kate Andrew? and uh, William's oldest boy, Henry. Oh, George. George. That's it. So I think George has Mountbatten in his name somewhere. And I think, who's their little one? Is he Arthur? 
No, that's uh, Archie. Archie. No, no, that's that's uh, Harry's kid. Who's the youngest? Oh, Kate? shit. Louis. Louis. I was like, Louis. Louis. That's right. Okay, I think he's got some Mountbatten in his name. So they, they, how do you get Arthur from Louis? They have like 15 names. I don't know, because they have like 15 names. So like, I don't remember which one's the first one. Well, because they have no fucking right. last like, name. We do like 18 names, and I have a tendency to figure out which one made it in front. So that's all I'm saying. The rest of us do just There was a moment a this... couple, but not the royals. We have to have 20. There was a moment in this last episode that I kind of laughed. Like, yes, Charles is being right. a jerk, but we expect that. I mean, that it's kind of like what you get with Charles. <laughs> I mean, yeah, where he, um, what was it? He, oh, to his brothers, was like, "You're never going to be king," <laughs> and they were like standing there with their mouths hang- hung open, like. I can't believe he just said that. And I'm like, I mean, I mean <laughs> the truest thing that's ever going to come out of that man's mouth. My kids are going to be king before your kids. And when my kids are going to have kids, and so you're fucked. You're I mean, what kids. broke my heart, though, oh. I was watching a documentary and there was an interview. I think it's the interview that William is having investigated. But they did ask her if Charles wanted to get back together with you, would you do it? And Diana said yes. So I think what's really heartbreaking is that Diana really loved him. Like, she was, she was really yes, in love she with did. him. And she the thing that I get upset about is I kind of wished, like, this whole... I don't like that the queen, like, was, like, forced the divorce on them. Like, I think things would have calmed down eventually. And she would have still had, you know, royal security protection. You know, she, you know, I sense she gave up a lot of her power and control when she, when she divorced him. But this is why they always say the royal family is to blame for. Yeah, it's like if she had had security, they didn't pull the trigger. Well, I mean, the drunk driver was not helping anything either. But um, and the paparazzi chasing them at a hundred miles an hour. But but if they'd had the security, they wouldn't have the paparazzi chasing them. And I don't think the driver wouldn't have had to drive so fast. I mean, that was my initial thought when Harry and Meghan left. I was like, don't give up the security, like. Th- that didn't go well for mom like I wouldn't necessarily so maybe I think that they're paying for their own security and I'm sure it's beefed up to pair it's certainly beefed up compared to what Diana had she had a couple she had a couple um, uh, security guards like she had a couple bodyguards that was it I really didn't feel like the security was there so I just yeah I just like it's all in hindsight I just wish we could go back and they could make different decisions I'm not saying she and Charles should have stayed like you know it's kind of like Bridgerton like you know we'll stay married in name only but lead separate lives like everybody gets you know a, a wing in the castle this is I take the left you take the right and we get together with family photo ops and you can sleep with whoever you want you know I don't know I know that doesn't sound very happy she wanted an actual life that was happiness and be married to someone who loved her which fair fair the whole thing it's just, a it's just this is like we're getting into it's this just stuff very like, she's like gut-wrenching like where were you when when you found out she died i was were on a really? camping trip i was camping at um actually one of our favorite campgrounds the one where kyle and i it's not where we met but that's like where we first yeah hung out it was on a dorm-sponsored camping trip, and it's just um, between here and Carson City. It's this adorable little campground. Anyhow, 
we were there and we had been camping with some friends like previously that weekend or whatever. It was all like a long mm-hmm. weekend or something. And um, and then his parents were driving through town with their camper. And then they came and spent a couple days with us yeah. at the campground. And um, I was standing in line at the showers because, you know, yep. when you go camping... No, nope. maybe you I don't. don't. Uh, <laughs> I've been camping. When you go to the showers, life, I have been camping. When when you go to the showers, there's sometimes will be like yes. a line yep. in the morning where you yep. just like wait, right, for your turn. And there was a, a fairly significant line of people waiting for the shower. And you know, this is before cell phones. Yeah. And I don't know how this person they must have heard it on the radio or something. But they like came to the line and they're like, Princess Diana died. And I remember my first thought was like, no right. way. Or no, the, they said Princess yep, Diana died. The first got thing they said was a car accident. And then, then they said, I think she's dead. And I was like, mm-hmm. oh, I hope not. And so we were leaving that morning. So after you took a shower, you know, we were all kind of talking about this. We got in the car and we started driving home and turned on the radio. And yeah, you know. And I just remember I was, I was one of those people that I was, Upset yeah, it was really week. sad. Like I was, I was Mother Teresa. Upset. I think it was Did that you? week. I didn't I even notice. That, <laughs> that was... It was they, they died very close to one another. Wow. Well, what, what were I you have, doing? I have a very strong memory of it being at night. So I think I was up late with my mom. I don't know what we were doing. I was in high school. I was up really late with my mom, and we saw it on the news that Diana was in a car accident so like I knew like early but then I don't think we found out that she died I think we stayed up I feel like we stayed up really late and found out then I I just remember being really a really late night and I it was at nighttime when I found out and I we were just like me and my mom were like what it was like it was just one of those unbelievable it was one of those horribly like that's not actually possible kind of and then that whole week with the, the royal family and just the way they were acting, yeah. I remember all of that. Yeah, vividly. just the coldness. And, oh, I mean, if you watch the funeral, when they had those boys behind that, I mean. Oh, just not a dry eye in the house. It was just, yeah. I mean, obviously, yeah. It was, it was gut-wrenching. Harry talked about that was a fairly traumatizing <laughs> moment for them. Like, yeah, no kidding. But, oh. When when I was wa- you know watching the crown and when Diana was introduced and mm-hmm. when she was first brought mm-hmm. to the the palace and she's in the car riding over there and she's looking out the window and like all yeah. hopeful and smiling and I just I had this really sinking yeah. feeling in my chest watching that because I was like she thinks she's headed for this fairy tale it's just and this disaster this ride yeah. in this car right now it's just is going to end in her death yeah it it's kills just- her. And I had the same, like, it's impossible, like, when I was watching, you know, Kate and William's wedding, and when I was watching Harry and Meghan's wedding, it's just, like, you can't, like, how much would she have loved to see her boys get married and be a grandma? She loved those Like, they were her whole world, and she's missed all of this stuff, and you're just, like, it's just such a waste, you know? It was just so ridiculous. Like, you're chasing a woman to get pictures however like what is the fucking point it's just it's all about money and it's just it was so ludicrous what you know there was no reason that she should be in that situation i think it changed a lot of the british press 
but it didn't change him enough, you know? So no, it's really, yeah. I mean, I think part of the, the royal family's frustration with the crown is, yeah, it's kicking up all of these old, you know, memories and anger and frustration and grief in people. And they just want to, like, move on from it. And this is putting a red hot light on all of their terrible decisions, you know? I'm like, well, how about you stop being assholes and then you won't get show made about you being an asshole. It's kind of... <laughs> like we're we're we got four whole seasons of you being assholes and there's this more is avoidable of you being situation stop being a dick like, you gave them so much content so anyhow i think, I, I think we've exhausted topic. our topics well, we? listen, at least it could be a different topic <laughs> other than bridgerton because i am like rewatching it on a loop that's i mean well and hopefully i'll finish I'll you can be worried about me soon. it's like i don't think we're quite at the level of like rewatching oliver and felicity scenes and buffy and angel but like there's nothing else on <laughs> oh it's getting there it's getting there well <laughs> Like, are you seriously watching? Go watch. Again? Go watch. Here, I'll give you something to watch. He's like, are you watching like Regency porn again? Like, he's like, you have this thing in a loop. Like, I can't no. stop. Here, I'll give you something to watch that Nick will okay. want to watch with you. Go watch oh! the Night Stalker yes! docu-series I on you. Netflix. I ordered a t-shirt that said, um, it said murder shows <laughs> popcorn. <laughs> I watch so much murder Okay, it's a I'll really good one, too. Yeah, I have, like, like, if anyone wants to know, like, why am I so paranoid about safety, it's because I watch murder shows, like, not, like, like CSI. I watch, like, di- like Dateline. This one's going to make right. you feel a little like, extra like, paranoid, I'm sure. Paranoid. Like, I don't let my daughter go anywhere. I remember when this one was a big deal. Because, of course, I lived in like, California. During COVID, time, I was like, so. oh, Lauren never goes outside. And Nick was like, because you don't let her. I was like, oh, that's right. Like you won't let her play outside. I'm like, oh, that's right. I'm like, because they'll get kidnapped. He's like, see, this is why she doesn't play outside. Yeah, Kyle and I watching this, we're like, this is exactly like you don't why. Leave your fucking house. We 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 lock our doors. We no, don't let our don't kids let her... go. You know, like everything that happened in the it 80s is, like, is exactly have, like, why. PTSD. Jacob Wetterling. Like Jacob Wetterling. Like every state has their one kidnapping. Like. Where you were a kid, you found out this kid was kidnapped or missing, and like that was where that is when you learned there was there was evil a lot in the world. California, California is a hotbed. <laughs> there was a lot like, in California. What the ever living fuck, you have more crazies and more serial killers out there. I the one the one that I Could remember the most is Polly Class. To move to California, this is where all those assholes go. So, Polly Class was mm-hmm. having a sleepover with her friends. The fucker came through her bedroom window. That sounds like a little smart. Right. No, but he killed her. Yeah, I remember that. And it was horrible. And I just remember that was all the I news can't remember I her like, name. <laughs> it's totally gone. But the one, the, this is why I won't let Lauren bike ride anywhere. Because she was, <laughs> I don't, I don't let her bike ride anywhere. Um, is because she was literally bike riding down to her bus stop. And her stepdad was behind her. He was like maybe, you know, 20, 30 feet watching her bike down to her bus stop and there was a car that pulled up this is broad fucking daylight i think in the late 80s early 90s broad fucking daylight with a stun gun tased her put her into the car and her father is running after the car 
and she I actually think they found her like 20 years later but like her life was a walking horror show I can't remember but yeah Jacob Wetterling for me is the big one because he was kidnapped around my birthday and I actually went up to the town where he lived um I was doing a school project there's a college there and I was we were doing a project um on the college and so we actually went out to the spot to the road and like when you're when you are in northern Minnesota like it's yeah it's concentrated city with Minneapolis and St. Paul but when you get up north it's like it's like Prairieville like it's straight out of Little House on the Prairie like there's nothing out there so the the the, the end all be all here okay so I'll watch yeah watch so anyways but yeah so I that's why I don't let my kid do anything and Nick said you should just stop watching all this shit I'm like no it's like a compulsive I have to know <laughs> no, no 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 we're gonna keep so watching stop watching Unsolved Mysteries because <laughs> that one's legitimately scares the shit out of yeah. me because they're unsolved like I'm cool getting on board if I know this psycho is in jail. We like we like yeah, some solving going on. If he's getting the needle, then I'll jump on board. Are we gonna hit 100 oh minutes? Yes, we are. It's like we're 20, we might... we're 20, we're 30 seconds away. Should we just better? Okay, we gotta go. <laughs> we gotta go. Okay. We gotta go. <laughs> we'll talk soon. Bye, guys. Bye. this week be sure to listen next week subscribe to watch over on itunes or google play and look us up on twitter and tumblr bye